Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 61 of The Yacking Show. And just as last week, we are blessed with glorious weather, something like 20 degrees Celsius, around 76 Fahrenheit for people who work in Fahrenheit. Absolutely glorious for November, looking out my window at golden sunlight on cornfields. I mean, what could be better on the 9th of November? Enough from me. This is the show where we bring you tips and ideas for a changing world. We talk about life, business, and more, and we try hard to bring you a lot of interesting guests. And today's guest is no exception. It's going to be a good show, but it's Kathleen's job to welcome our guests. So first, I must welcome her. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm doing well. And yes, I am enjoying this beautiful weather too. So thank you all so much for tuning in to our show. We so appreciate you. And as always, we always welcome your comments. We read each and every one of them. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another interesting guest with us today. His name is Paul Ohm. He is a business coach. Welcome, Paul. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Excellent. And thank you very much for having me today. It's, uh, It's our pleasure, really it is. So Paul, your career has been truly an evolution. Can you please tell our listeners, how, you know, a little bit about your background and what led you into this career path of business coaching? Well, it probably started when I was seven years old. Um, I grew up in a entrepreneurial family. Uh, my father was an exceptional entrepreneur. He had three businesses. He was a farmer, had a feed business and a uh, uh, farm supply store selling feed to farmers. So, you know, he taught me young work ethic at a young age. At seven, I started picking eggs from 6,000 laying hens every day. By the time I was nine, I had actually four little business ventures on the go. Many business ventures as a teenager. Um, and the only time I actually worked for somebody when I was right out of college, I actually dropped out of high school, got bored with school, but I did go back, went to college for a couple of years, worked for a large corporation in the feed and grain industry for 10 months. And they actually offered me the manager's job at a big feed, uh, grain elevator, fertilizer plant, feed mill. And I said, if I'm going to work this hard, I'm going to do my own gig. So I started my first business when I was 20, 21, 36 years ago. So in that time, I've done a lot of things. Five main companies and in completely different industries started, scaled, sold, uh, lots of challenges, lots of knocks down lots of success and uh so i sold my last company in 2019 and over the years a lot of people always ask me for advice very involved in the community dealer dealer organizations within manufacturer groups i was involved with over the years and i thought you know it's my time to give back take a little bit of knowledge that i've gained from my business success and help people because there's not a lot of help for entrepreneurs out there there's tons of sales and marketing stuff but the core meat and potatoes of a running a business starting a business scaling a business dealing with issues there's not a lot of stuff out there so i've seen a real need for that and that's why i i started the biz coach academy right interesting stuff and uh both kathleen and i have had the benefit of attending a couple of your workshops uh, a little while back and i know that you had some really good tips and ideas for us there and I'm sure that uh, 
our audience is going to find that out as we progress through the show today. So, Paul, one of the things I picked up on your website, looking at it recently, you, you claim you can typically find between 50 and 100,000 um, in most businesses by just digging into it. Tell us a little more about that, how you can do that. Uh, and I do that. That's not as data. There's companies I've found the last year profit even in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. So I don't know. I just seem to have a gift that I can look under the hood, look at their numbers, look at their opportunities, look at their efficiencies and just see the missing pieces, you know, from, from cost cutting to increasing margin, increasing sales, putting efficiencies into place, helping them grow their business. And it doesn't take much to, uh, uh, create a, for an example, there's one, uh, my new BPO program this spring, a uh, small one man show had a, had a employee, one employee, uh, and he was ready to give up. He's been doing this for about five years. He's never made more than $30,000 a year and looked under his hood. And immediately I've seen his problem, even though it was staring him in the face like that. Never done over a hundred thousand in sales. Here we are in November. I started working with him in May. He's done about 130, 140 grand this year and his profits pushing 90,000 bucks. So I've tripled wow. his profit already this year just by finding people can't see the forest for the tree sometimes. Sure. Right. And they're sure. so entailed in their business. They just don't know. You know, I just brought a new client on last week and he says, Paul, I don't know how to do this. He wants to, he needs to grow his business and the 85 year old company he's taken over from his father and it was his grandfather's and their sales have been stagnant. And I've looked under the hood already. It's just, it's simple. This thing's going to just pop, you know, and, and profitability is going to go through the roof. I just know it because I know they're a good company, but they're just not using any new technologies. You know, they're mm -hmm. more on defense and that's what a lot of businesses mm -hmm. do. They're on a defensive mode versus an offensive mode as well. Sure. When it comes to, to growing, they're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring or an email to come in or somebody to click on a website. You can't do that. No. no, right. no. So, so I got to follow up. Sorry, Kathleen, going to jump in very quickly sure. while I've got, while I've got the spot. Um, follow up one for that. If you look at slightly larger businesses that have, you know, employees, I don't know, 20, 30, maybe bigger. Do you find the culture of we've always done it this way is, is a huge barrier to them changing and, and improving and making more money? That's from the start. One of the biggest problems or challenges in my industry, I would say is for people to let their ego down that maybe I need to try something different because the way I've been doing it for 30 years, but doing it the same way for 30 years, instead of changing to have the open mindedness to look at a new way of maybe doing business. Right. You know, and I right. think the larger the business, the more sometimes they get stagnant or we did it this way and we're somewhat successful, but, and, and even there, there's, there's so many gamuts. What do they want to do? And there's no right or wrong answer. A lot of things I'm fine, especially in more established businesses, people in their late 40s, 50s, they have no exit plan. And their right. business is not even in place to be able to be sold. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, is it profitability? Is it scalability? Is it efficiency? Is it losing employees? Is it, you know, this thing isn't set up that I can actually sell it. So there's all kinds of things that, that I look at to help. But ego is one of the biggest things for that. Yes, I could be open-minded and I could use some help because maybe the way we're doing it now, there's a better way to possibly do this, right? 
right. All right. Over to you, Kathleen. So, Paul, um, getting back to your example of uh, the 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 fellow who is only making thirty thousand dollars a year, and without giving you know crossing any confidentiality boundaries. So, I'm curious. So, how does he go from making thirty thousand to where he is right now? Is it was it technology? Was it was that what was uh, the hang up here for preventing him from from moving forward? Was that the main issue? Okay. Two, two things: okay. uh, technology and pricing. He wasn't charging near enough for his service. Oh, and he had no way. He he was trying to keep everything in his head, and he forget to bill things. People would call him to come for a quote, and he'd forget who called him, and they'd call him back. Two months later, he was absolute. This gentleman's an absolute artist at what he does, but didn't even have a book to write things down. So a simple uh, app on the phone is called Jobber. I'll give them a plug here. I'm working with different clients in the contracting type business. Uh, and it's just simple technology. They can book a quote request. They can bill from there. So we've got them billing from there. So if he does his service, he goes in there, he actually creates the invoice right there, emails or texts to the people. They can actually pay it. We've got it linked to QuickBooks. I got him a bookkeeper. So we actually know now what he's making, where the sales are, what his accounts receive are even there. He'd maybe bill things and two months later, somebody didn't pay him and he didn't even know who owed him what. So, you know, it's, it's the same old thing. It's back to the entrepreneur working in their business instead of on their business. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's still working on it and he doesn't want to grow this thing to have 10 crews and 50 employees. He just wants this one, two man show. And he said, if I could make 60,000 bucks a year, I'd be so tickled pink. Well, he says, you know, we can crank this thing to with what you're doing, looking at the numbers, adjusting the price a little bit and nobody's backed off from his service. He's, you know, it's, you know, he's going to make well over a hundred grand a year and have a system. He knows what he's doing. And it takes mm-hmm. two seconds on his phone to create an invoice when he's done his job and texted or email to the person. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. But all too often when it comes to entrepreneurs, especially where the hang up is time. So time management is a huge hindrance, I would think. And they always, I'm sure, how many times, Paul, can you say that somebody's come to you and said, hey, you know what, Paul, I just don't have time for this. <laughs> they don't have time not to. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest things with my one-on-one clients mm-hmm. is I help them prioritize their time, mm-hmm. what their goals are, what their issues are, what they need to fix. Mm-hmm. And we make a we make a goal list for the week. You need to work on these three things instead of ten things. Okay, we need to do these one, two, three things and make them prioritize it. And a little trick that I've done: I get people to put a sticker in their truck or on their computer what their time's worth. And for say every hundred thousand dollars they want to make a year in their business, at a forty-hour week, their time is worth fifty dollars an hour. So if they want to make half a million dollars in their business. Their time is worth 250 bucks an hour as the, the leader of the company. Mm-hmm. And so I remind them, what are you doing? Are you doing a $20 an hour job or are you doing a $250 an hour job? And that simple sticker on a computer, there's two or three. That's just, it's changed how they work. You know, I've had people hire a general manager because that wasn't their skill set, you know, orchestrating the business. Their, their talent and seeing where their talent is is more overseen a little bit but but customer acquisition they're great with their customers great on sales so that particular person it's almost a 20 person company 
really good employee in that business, hired a general manager to look after the employees, schedule the work and all that. She's not stressed out about that anymore. We got Billy Fitch. She's more customer acquisition now. And that business is just scaling like you wouldn't believe more on the profitability side. So I have a follow-up question to that then. So that sounds viable for a business that is maybe in scale-up mode where, you know, that the, the boss is doing things that sh- they shouldn't be doing, that that should, should be done, given to somebody else and they can possibly hire somebody to do that. But what do you say to those businesses that are still in startup mode where, you know, the, the person has to do everything themselves and they don't have those extra funds to kind of pass that off to somebody else. How do they work? How do they grow? Well, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Mm-hmm. So it's back to, and there's no right or wrong answer. Where do they want that business to go? Is it start? It's a startup. Mm-hmm. Do they want it as a one man show to make themselves a living? That's fine. If that's the right answer. Or do they want to make it a $1 million or a $2 million or a $5 million company? That's not going to happen overnight. So it's back to prioritizing. So maybe they have to wear those five hats the first few months. Maybe they can contract out some services. Maybe they can use some technology to save some time. Um, and they ease into it. And at what point as cash flow comes, can they start adding people and at what stage? But doing it methodically. And that's the problem as companies grow, I find, is – they don't understand their financial literacy. They don't understand cash flow. They don't understand a P&L. And they start growing and they start adding costs too quickly and all of a sudden they run out of cash. Mm-hmm. And they don't know their break even on, okay, we're, we're going to add a person. We're going to lease a piece of equipment. We're going to get a new office building. We're going to do this. What's the break even on adding that? What do we need to do to cash flow that and be profitable? And what, what benefits is going to bring into the company? as well but it's it's back to and that's the problem as well especially in startups they don't have a clear defined plan what do they want this to be mm-hmm. in a year mm-hmm. in five years and then not a year then bring it down into i'd like to work in quarters and then what are the main priorities in that quarter and they know that they're and what's their strength and weakness and and that's mm-hmm. a lot of times i find on the time thing they're spending five hours figuring out how to do something, but they could maybe hire somebody to do it that does it in a half an hour because that's their expertise. Right. And they can take that other four and a half hours and go develop sales because in a startup, you need sales. That's one of the most important things in sales. Yeah. You can have the fanciest business plan, all the stuff written down, but if you don't have cash flow in sales and don't have enough capital, which is another problem with most startups, they're going to run out of cash, mm-hmm. right? So it's... Yeah, very well. So where, where do you start when someone approaches you and says, you know, I don't know why I'm not making any money and I'm working twice as many hours as when I was working for another boss and I'm just not making the money. Where, where do you start, Paul? I've actually developed a new program that I just officially launched. I just rebuilt my website in the last, it was launched two or three weeks ago or something like that. And I've actually created a program I call the Business Profit Optimizer. Uh And what it is, it's basically a business medical. So I get under the hood. I have a, uh, uh, there's, I think, 117 questions on the questionnaire. So I get into their head. I get into their business. I look at what they have set up, what they don't have set up. I look at their financials. I tear them apart and and find out what they want in this business. What's keeping them up at night? Where do they want to see this thing? Where they're at now? And then I formulate a plan. 
And then right. on those, they get a number of calls and it's my job to prioritize the list with them. Okay. From my, from my medical, it's like the blood test, the MRI, the x-ray, the ultrasound and the CAT scan all together. Right. Yeah. There's your yeah. prescription. This is step one, two, three. And my perspective that we need to do, you have a number of calls, you go do this. I'm just coaching you. And we'll talk next week or on the next call. Did you do that and make them accountable? So that's kind of my way of, of dating. Uh, so see if they like me, see if, if I like them and, and for some companies, that's all they need and away they go, you know, and right. I can only take so many one-on-one uh, um, -on -one clients. And then back to my boot camp that you guys seen, you know, it's right. got, it's got all the recipes that, anybody needs from startup to a scaled company uh there's like 220 if you want to call it business recipes in there so if they're having problem with with sales and marketing or having trouble with financials or keeping people or technology or efficiencies in their operations they can go and there's recipes in there so i kind of have self-help with that it's an online course to do it at their own time my my medical so back to seeing with my expertise, what I see is the problem, the issues, the opportunities within the business, and and it's up to them how what they want to do. Right, and I think, as you said, we were on one of your very early boot camps, <clears throat> and we got a lot of benefit out of that. So I'd recommend anyone who's starting out as an entrepreneur or small business, if you think you don't know enough about what you need to do, get hold of Paul and uh, have a look at his stuff because it's certainly good. I'm going to ask you another one on that. I, I, we heard you talk about profit and loss and having been in the corporate world and some, uh, not profit and loss, sorry, break even point, having been in the corporate world and having had my own business for many years, I'm quite familiar with that, but I'm amazed at how many business people don't know the concept of break even or have a completely misguided idea. They think, well, if I hit a certain level of sales, I know I've broken even, broken even. That's not necessarily the case. Would you like to tell our audience a little more about that idea of the break even point? Well, they have to know, like, it, it's a simple thing. And I've created some really cool spreadsheets to plug their numbers in. So first of all, and it's a simple formula. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, and you can take a month or a year. Okay, we did $100,000 in sales. We've created 100 invoices. So we have our average order value is 1000 bucks. Then you go and you have to look at what your margin is. A lot of people don't know the difference between markup and gross margin. Right. Right. So I, yep. I teach them that. So we're selling the widget for a thousand bucks. Did we manufacture it? If we did, what are all our real costs to manufacture to figure out what our cost is? Are we buying the widget? So what did we sell that widget for? Are we taking a credit card? That's a variable cost. So look at all the variable costs yep. with that widget to find out their true gross margin. Then I take out I break it down, then I take their delivery cost if they have a delivery item. I did this for a new BPO client last week, has his own delivery truck, does his deliveries, had no idea what his cost was. Cost it cost him $121 per delivery. Mm. He just about fell off his chair. Yeah. He had no idea. Yeah. He says, I need to, yeah. one of my recommend, you need to start charging a small fee for your deliveries. It's bigger ticket items, but, and then I look at marketing, okay, with your marketing costs, what your marketing cost is per order, your cost of acquisition. That's, it's a fixed cost, but it's a variable, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you start hitting the mark, especially with digital today, that's how you know how, where you can scale. Right. And then I look at their fixed costs. So you get their fixed cost 
per order, their marketing cost, their delivery cost, and their true gross margin. And it tells you how many widgets a day, a week, a month do we need to sell just to break even. Right. And then the power of this what if, what if I change my margin two points? What if I change this into fixed costs? What if I get a better conversion rate on my marketing? Then it shows the bottom line. So you can make really sound business decisions by knowing your numbers and then projecting out, especially if you're going to grow the business. Okay, we're going to lease a new facility. You can put that into fixed costs on our deliverables today. How does that affect our bottom line or profitability? How many more widgets do we need to sell to pay for that new expense? Yeah. And you have a model. I know in your course, you have, you have a model that is very easy to use from what I can remember. So yes, that's good. Over to you, Kathleen. So Paul, when you're working with someone, do they hire you um, as a consultant on a per hour basis or is it a flat rate and they get so many hours of, of your help? Uh, so the BPO program that I've just launched, that's kind of my, I won't take anybody on on a one-on-one -on -one unless they go through the BPO now. Uh, because that's, like I said, that's a way to get under the hood, to see if they're coachable, to see if they're going to take the action and make the changes. Um, so that's a set fee. So on that program, and I charge. Maybe mention what BPO is for our Business audience. Profit Optimizer. I'm sorry, I got used to my own thing. And, and if you go to my website, I have a whole page of, of things, but it's basically Business Profit Optimizer. Okay. Uh, so there, uh, the, the first one for the analysis, and six calls afterwards, I charge thirty five hundred bucks, and they get the boot camp, which is what I sell for twelve ninety five. And I actually have a money back guarantee. I tell people if I can't find you double the profit, I'll give me your money back. I got to close my eyes to not find ten or twenty or fifty thousand bucks in an established business. And then the second one is um, what do I charge for it? Six six thousand dollars, and they get ten calls. But people have to look at it. it's not a, an expense; it's an investment. Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to give me 3,500 bucks, but return, I'll guarantee you, I'm going to find you tens of thousands of dollars in your business an established business. Or if you're a startup, I'm going to save you a lot of money from making a lot of mistakes, mistakes that sure. I've probably done over the last 35 years starting companies. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, my boot camp sells for 12 nine, And I don't want this as a commercial. My one-on-one -on -one, it's more individual. I don't charge by the hour. It's more by the month. And it's, you know, I, I give them time each week. Some clients, I'm coaching some of their employees plus the head people. Some I'll do certain things behind the scenes. So that's a bit of a, a one-off depending on the size and the scope of the work that needs to be done in that company. But it's back to value and return, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Paul, quick one. Um, with all the complications of this coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to call it, lockdowns, restrictions, it's, uh, it's disrupted huge number of businesses and, and people. Uh, are you seeing a trend because of that, that in the people that come to you? Is it uh, getting more people thinking about seeking help, changing their business? What are the implications that you're seeing? Uh, definitely people are waking up and I think want a little bit more help. This, this thing, there's definitely industries that are never going to be the same and may sure. never come back. But there's so many opportunities. I do with a lot of people kind of around home-based businesses, things for the house, contractor-type companies. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a bunch of those. And they're just, it's crazy. Nobody's traveling. Everybody's yeah. sitting at home. They know that they want to have a pool in the backyard, a hot tub, a new deck, paint the house, new kitchen cupboards, 
you know, they want to make it better. So anything around that home base, I, there's just some massive growth going on right now. Good, um, good. But not a good time to start investing in cruise ship lines or airlines, I guess, at the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, we, and that too, and, and just the COVID thing, and I've, I've found that a few people I've talked to getting the 40000 bucks. You know, it's it's give them an extra breath of air, but they still haven't made no changes. And they're just, uh, eat, they've either ate that cash up or eating that cash up. And you have to pivot and you have yep. to look at your business and how you deliver your product may be different. Maybe changing product is a little different. And I think that's where an outside perspective sometimes, because somebody like myself, I'm dealing with so many different people and have such a large connection. I see what's, what's sure. working and what isn't too, because just one little idea can, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke to someone the other day. We have, I'm not going to tell you what it is because we haven't published that episode yet. But uh, he, he came up with a unique um, new new type of product to produce from the equipment that he already has just by doing exactly what you say, pivoting in a, a completely different yeah. direction. That'll be on the show soon. So you got to think outside the box a little absolutely, bit, right? Yes. Absolutely. And and in a way, it's what Kathleen and I are doing. We, we were hit, sitting in March and um, – we were wondering what else we could do. And we said, well, let's have a bit of fun. We enjoy doing what we're doing now. And maybe we can help a few local businesses that are struggling because of the the lockdowns and that. And it, it was just so much fun. And it's taken off beyond our wildest expectations. Here we are on episode 61 already. And we've got about another five booked in the next week or so. That's and, so awesome. Uh, and we're having fun and people are saying it's getting them business. So we're really enjoying this. That's enough for me. I'm going to hand it back to Kathleen quickly. Just, just to comment on that. Yeah. And that's what I do with my clients is I get them back to having a little bit of fun and enjoyment and maybe get their passion back in their business. Because when they're, when they're stressed out and they're not making money and, uh, you know, one client two weeks ago, they went to automatic payroll deposit because in the past she never knew if she was going to have enough money to make payroll every two weeks and some weeks she had to ask certain employees she set that up because her cash flow from being tight to literally six figures sitting in the bank account now now we're having discussions what are we going to do with this cash it just makes it fun it makes them more passionate they just want more and more and more right when you start flipping the switch a little bit right Yep. Yeah. I, I got to throw one in when you were talking about being happy in your passion. I sent it to Kathleen this morning. I don't think you've had time to look at it. An email I get, a newsletter I get from a brilliant advertising guy in Texas. And he said, is your business in the playground or is it in the battleground? If it's in the battleground, you're unlikely to be too happy. If it's in the playground, you're likely to be happy. And generally, people who get happy first become successful. Those who chase after success generally don't get happy. He put it better than that. But I thought picking up from what you said, that's so important. Well, we are what we think about, right? And if we're thinking negative and there's negative things bombarding us all day long, uh, it's tough. But all of a sudden, things start getting better. We're thinking more positive. We bring that onto ourselves and it just success seems to come more and which creates more happiness with inside. Right. So. Absolutely. So we're at the point now I'm going to go back to Kathleen in a moment. I need to ask you, Paul, how can our audience listeners and viewers, how can they contact you? Uh, probably the easiest is my website, which okay. is the biz coach the biz coach Right. Uh, I have a Facebook page into the same. Uh, we're just getting the LinkedIn business page going and my personal LinkedIn, Paul Ohm, as well. So, but the 
my, my, my website tells my story, shows my services. I probably have 12 or 14 testimonials on there now from clients I've worked with. So it's not BS for me. It's success stories from my clients and people I know. So that's, that's proof in the pudding. And I, there's no BS. There's no hard sale. I'm not here to sell anybody. I'm here to help people. And it's up to them to take the lead to want help. And if it's myself or some other uh, business coach that's got the expertise out there or mentor, you know, people can't do it alone. And that's, you know, if it's, there's a lot more than me out there, but to just ask for help, look for help, but that's where you can find me. Good. And we, 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 we'll endorse that. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to say having experienced some of your stuff on workshops and that, and following your website and your newsletters that we were getting, um, we certainly can say to our audience that Paul has the ability to express complicated business stuff in a simple way that it's very easy to understand. And that's enough for me. I'm going to hand it back to Kathleen. I just very quickly, Paul, you do have an affiliate program. Do you want to tell our listeners a little about that? Um, I did when I was using some other technology, but I don't have it right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'll, I'll probably institute that again on the, on the boot camp because we've just changed the whole platform, the website, and uh, I'm not using that old technology that made it really simple. But referral, if somebody contacts me and I got somebody, I'd be glad definitely to do some type of affiliate. And it's word of mouth. And that's how my business is really growing now is word of mouth. We're starting a digital campaign for the boot camp because that's my really scalable part of the business because it's online, it's automated, and 5,000 people could buy it today and go through it at their own time. So that's my that will build something on an affiliate base in time again. Well, I think right. we're out of time. So thank you we so are. much for joining us today, Paul. And um, we really appreciate you. And we appreciate all of our audience for tuning in with us today. And as per usual, we appreciate your comments. So please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out either or myself. So until next time, Stay safe and we'll see you again. Bye-bye.